Welcome to the HR Chat Show, one of the world's most downloaded and shared podcasts designed for HR pros, talent execs, tech enthusiasts, and business leaders. For hundreds more episodes and what's new in the world of work, subscribe to the show, follow us on social media, and visit hrgazette.com. Welcome to another episode of the HR Chat Show. I'm your host today, Bill Bannum. And my guest today says that the way that we pronounce colleagues' names is a big deal. Our names, he explains, are central to our unique identities. And saying them correctly is the first step in connecting with, respecting, and appreciating one another. I'm joined on the show today by Dr. Praveen Ramesh Shambhag founder and CEO over at NameCoach, a tool offering users accurate audio pronunciations to promote inclusion, belonging, and rapport. Hey, Praveen, welcome to the show today. Thank you, Bill. Really excited to be here. So, okay, so uh, let's let's start by me just holding my hands up here. And uh, full disclosure, regular listeners of this show will know that I'm not always grout, great with pronouncing names i i mm-hmm. do sometimes get it get it wrong um mm-hmm. I, I usually like to check with guests the pronunciation of their names before or I'll, I'll go to different videos and practice the pronunciation and whatnot but i am a human being and i i, I do get it wrong and i'm sure lots of other people get it wrong all the time as yep. well so that's that's really my first question for you before we get any further into the conversation today how how common are mispronunciations in in life but specifically in the workplace yeah, it's a great question. Um, and first, I would just say, yeah, it's it's something I think we we all do. I've certainly uh, done it a lot myself. Mispronounced names um, become, of course, more and more aware of how often I do it, how often it's and and pe- how the people in general do it over time. As I've um, as I've worked on on a solution to this, but um, but yeah, I think I think it's it, it, it's it's pretty pervasive actually, more pervasive than um, I even realized when I first started the company. We actually did a, a survey um, uh, recently uh, with ResearchScape that showed that over 74% of respondents, um, and this was a survey uh, of people in the workplace, said they faced some sort of struggle with name pronunciation at work, right? And this might be uh, having their own name messed up or something to do with their own name, or it could be that they've um, They've struggled with uh, with other other folks' names, so and and that's something to keep in mind, right? Like the, um, you know, the, the question really is how many people experience issues with their own names, but also how many people are experiencing issues like like you just pointed out, right? Where they're they, they need to ask or uh, or they're they're not as confident as they want to be when they're when they're saying a name. Um, and, and I think some of the some of the specific results from that survey were really enlightening for me. Um, it kind of just drove home some of the anecdotal evidence that that I was hearing from folks. Um, for example, you know, so when I started the company, I uh, or before before I started, I was I was a teacher, and I noticed that I would sometimes avoid uh, calling on certain people if, if I didn't know how to say their name. Um, and and in the survey, we found that actually in the workplace. 22% of folks admitted to something similar. So they, they would not introduce someone um, because they didn't, know how they didn't know how to say their name, right? And so um, impacts like that on people's behavior, I think, I think are, are, are important and, uh, and far more widespread than, than sort of I, I even realized um, ahead of time. 
And then on the flip side, you know, in terms of the impact that it has, how people feel about their own names getting getting messed up, um, we had lots of, uh, of interesting results there too. Um, but the one that, that really caught my attention was that uh, over a quarter of non-white respondents um, felt that on account of their name, they had been discriminated against in the workplace um, at least once. And that, that was a shockingly high number for me to see. Thanks for tuning in to the HR Chat Podcast. If you're enjoying this episode, we'd really appreciate it if you could subscribe and leave a five-star review on your podcast platform of choice. And now, back to the conversation. We've seen a lot more investment in DEI initiatives over the last few years, thank goodness. Is, mm-hmm. is tackling mispronunciations one of them? Is, is tackling mispronunci- mispronunciations getting more share of DEI and HR budgets than in past years? And if so, can you maybe give us a sense of, of the size of investments going into efforts to fix this workplace issue? Sure. I, I mean, definitely. It's, it's definitely getting um, a lot more attention over the past several years. And that's uh, that's something that um, that has been really exciting for for our company to see. Um, I mean, from what we've seen, organizations have basically they've increasingly recognized the importance of, of having uh, a solution to this problem. Um, and, and I guess more broadly, sort of ensuring that their constituents uh, know that the organization cares. Right. And so we're seeing it show up more and more in things like workplace culture surveys as a top item of interest. So we'll have organizations reach out after they've done um, a, a workplace culture survey or a or inclusion and belonging survey and um, a name pronunciation is, is, uh, comes up in those surveys. Um, but even in, in surveys that organizations do around uh, customer experience. And so, you know, a, a great example of this, to my mind, is um, one of our customers is a major aviation company, and they did a survey among their customer-facing uh, reps, you know, their flight crew and, and customer support agents and things like that, about um, what was, the, you know, what was information that was missing about their customers that they needed to have. And 90% of them ranked name pronunciation as the top bit of missing information. Um, so, you know, we're, we're seeing more and more um results like that and 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 therefore people reaching out to us and i think uh, in particular hr and dei leaders um they're they're seeing the folks that they serve concerned about these these issues more and more so they're certainly allocating budget um budget to solving it uh, in terms of the magnitude of that budget i mean from our perspective it really comes down to you know the size of the organization and the sorts of implementation that they're that they're looking for from us um, but uh, we, we've seen uh, allocations in the hundreds of thousands of dollars, um, uh, depending on uh, on on what exactly we're solving for them. Okay, okay, it's good to hear that there's progress being made. Then uh, it's it's still a long journey, but progress is being made. Let, let's talk a little bit about you guys specifically now. Um, maybe you can share a little bit more about around what is Name Coach and what is the mission. And what inspired you to start the company? Tell us a bit about that story. Yeah, yeah, happy to. Um, so yeah, I'll start with what inspired me to start the company. I think uh, it, it, it was really a single event that sort of catalyzed this, which was my sister having her name mangled at her college graduation. At the time, I, I was uh, I was uh, doing my PhD in philosophy. I was planning to become a professor. Um, so I was on a very different track. 
Um, but when I heard that, when I heard, when I saw that happen, I realized something that we've now heard many times from name coach users, which is that there's a subtle but real sense of alienation that happens when your name is mispronounced. For us at that moment, it was, you know, my sister being annoyed, my family being annoyed. Um, and after that, you know, I talked with with um, with folks in my life a little bit about this. My my mom actually told me a story about how she had been when she first immigrated to the country. Um, the uh, the, st- the healthcare staff at her doctor's office, PCP's office, said they couldn't pronounce her name. Her name is Anupama, um, so they were just going to call her Anna. So the way she put it to me is, every time that she went into the office, she felt like they were treating someone else to the point that she really dreaded sort of going in, in part for that reason. Um, and, and, you know, and, and for my life, I've certainly had my name mispronounced many times. And as I mentioned earlier, I started noticing the ways that I was doing it to others, um, especially my students. And, um, you know, cause I, I was teaching some philosophy courses, um, in a particularly diverse school, an international school, um, Stanford and, uh, and, and realizing the impact that the sort of unintentional impact of, of that that was having um, in sort of how I was getting people to participate in my classes. So, um, so I saw these practical impacts as well. So anyway, all these things sort of came together and, and inspired me to, um, to build the initial version of Name Coach, um, which was initially aimed at, at helping, uh, helping schools uh, do better with graduation ceremonies, but then quickly expanded as, as, as people asked me um, for solutions into creating more inc- inclusive campuses, you know, uh, more broadly helping with classrooms and uh, you know student services uh, settings and fundraising calls and all all sorts of things. Um, so that's really that's really where where things started. I think um, what what really serves as the as, as my mission with the company is 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 this recognition that it's it's become sort of simply unacceptable now in, in our society to uh, to mispronounce names to alienate people more, more broadly. Um, but more and more people are, are kind of speaking up about it and, and want to do something about it. As you know, I just talked about with respect to you know showing up in things like surveys. I think our role, um, you know, as a company is 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 really with respect to solving this right and uh, solving this problem and just making it a non-issue. Uh, and so, based on that experience with my sister, um, at that point, it occurred to me that that a really simple way to learn how to say names, to remember how to say them, um, to not have to uh, 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 embarrass yourself or another person asking again and again is um, is just accurate audio pronunciation buttons and readable phonetic spellings for for any name, um, and and that is simple for the end user. That's what we want to. That's the experience we want to provide. But there's also a lot that goes on under the hood in producing that. From you know we have the world's largest database of accurate pronunciations. We have AI models to help figure out what the right pronunciation is for someone's name um, if they haven't told us. But anyway, so providing this info is a way to effectively reverse that burden that's usually put on the person whose name, um, you know, someone is unfamiliar with and uh, relieve them of having to pronounce their name again and again in their lives. So, um, yeah. So anyway, that, that's how I kind of, I see our mission as, as solving, uh, in solving this name pronunciation problem for organizations, for schools, for individual consumers, um, helping create uh, more of a sense of belonging in our world. And 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 uh, and helping people feel feel more included uh, in this in this subtle but but as we've seen actually important way. And by the way, I went to the name coach 
uh, website earlier on today as part of my homework. I didn't want to mispronounce anything. <laughs> um, and and uh, you've got a handy little audio button uh, on your on your page on your on your page on the uh, on the team section of the website, um, which yep. was very very helpful. This episode of the HR Chat Podcast is sponsored by Access Perks, America's largest and HR friendliest employee discount program. At Access Perks, we help workers stretch their paychecks by hundreds, even thousands of dollars on food, clothing, auto repair, travel, family fun, and a lot more. With over a million providers to choose from, no other employee discount program comes close to delivering more savings in more communities throughout America. Request your free trial membership today at accessperks.com slash hrchat. That's accessperks.com slash hrchat. But I, I guess my follow-up to to that, though, is what makes Name Coach different from, you know, using using LinkedIn. There's often an option there. If you go to somebody's profiles, check out the pronunciation or just Googling the pronunciation of, of, of a name. What, what, what makes you guys different? Yeah, it's a great question. I, I think I think what you find on Google and and the and, and what uh, LinkedIn, um, the feature that LinkedIn uh, released, I think are, are definitely important steps in the right direction. But uh, the major difference is 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 what happens when you're actually trying to fully solve the problem for um, you know for for users who actually who, who want to get names right um, uh, all the time, right? And so. When you when you Google a name, for example, you'll often get um, no pronunciation results, or you get inaccurate pronunciation results. That is, pronunciations that are just totally wrong. Right? No one really says their name that way. Um, often, you'll find lots of different results, and so you'll have no idea which pronunciation to use for a particular person that you're that you're trying to talk to. Um, so, you know, that's that's one area where our system excels uh, because we have the world's most accurate, comprehensive uh, pronunciation library. And that's tailored uh, via our, via our um, AI to the person you're actually interacting with to figure out what their pronunciation is. Um, it it makes it a lot easier for you as the person who's trying to pronounce someone else's name to have confidence that you're actually going to get it right um, you know, versus versus googling the name. Um, with respect to LinkedIn, you know what we've what what I think LinkedIn knew. They did a UX study on this in 2019, and we knew as well is that. Uh, a lot of users would not take the step to provide their pronunciation, even though they want, of course, to have their name said correctly. Um, and that's part and parcel of the sort of broader point I made earlier, which is that um, we want to take the burden off of people whose names are mispronounced, right? And so, um, so despite that fact, people are increasingly wanting to pronounce other people's names correctly. So what do you do? Um, you, you need a system like ours, which can provide uh, pronunciations for any name, right? For any person, um, and and help you as the consumer who's trying to get a name right, um, or as you know, a sales rep or a person at a, at a at a company who wants to pronounce a colleague's name right, or as a teacher, lots of different sort of settings in which this is this is important. But as a consumer of name coach, this helps you um, every time um, uh, pronounce that name. And, and I guess the the final and and maybe one of the most important points that that we've seen from a user experience perspective is that the key to success here is embedding it into the tools that people are already using um, to make it just really easy, right? And, and if it's easy, then it's something that people will actually use, right? And so rather than having to uh, 
to, for example, Google and, and, and go through numerous clicks to get to a pronunciation, if those buttons or those phonetic spellings are available, you know, in your directly in your um, in your email system or in, in Salesforce or all these various tools that we um, that we embed our pronunciations into Gmail, Outlook, Slack, Sales, Salesforce, Canvas, uh, Microsoft Teams, um, etc., uh, then then people who might not otherwise Google or take that extra step are going to click on that pronunciation, right? And people who who might have Googled, um, it makes it a little bit easier for them to do more often, right? And so that that ends up being um, super important in the tech world, right? That ease of use um, and that integration and sort of syncing across uh, all the different tools that a given user is using in their day or in their week. What's been the most pivotal moment for Name Coach so far? You guys are still fairly new in your journey, but you've been there and you've done some cool stuff. But um, you know, if you could point to one pivotal moment for you and your team so far i'd be keen to hear what that was yeah i appreciate that um yeah in many respects we are uh relatively early in our journey in many respects i think we've come a long way um you know i, I think a, a lot of folks on my team would probably point to things like uh you know just closing our our, our series a which is a major uh a funding event for us allowed us to, to develop a lot of uh product and um that we've been looking to develop but but I would actually say, you know, so product for me is, is important personally. As I mentioned, I, I am a builder. I built the initial version of Name Coach myself. And so um, of all the banner moments, I, I think for me personally, it was really seeing the results of this massive test that one of our customers conducted on our system recently. And that was just very validating for us. That test showed that we predicted the correct pronunciation, um, even among names that have multiple valid pronunciations. Uh, in over 90% of, of, of instances um, and among a very international group of, of their constituents. Uh, so uh, so seeing that and seeing the results of that, like the impact that had for that organization, um, specifically for them, there was a st- substantial increase in, uh, in the sentiment among these constituents um, that they felt like family with that company. Um, that was uh, That was super important for us to see, right? It was validating in all kinds of ways. So, to my mind, that was that 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 showed us that we were on, really on the right track with both um, the purpose of what we were doing, and what we're doing with Name Coach, but also the how how we're actually accomplishing that with with the system that we're that we've built and that we're fine tuning. Okay, thank you very much. So you guys, I think you started work by working with schools and whatnot, right? So why do educational institutions and organizations work with Name Coach, and maybe? As part of the answer, you can offer a use case or two. Sure. Yeah, I think the the I mean the general answer to the question of why do people work with us is, is really that they want to they genuinely want to advance inclusion and belonging at their at their institutions often. And so, um, whether that be you know K through twelve schools or universities or or companies, um, and uh, and they see they see. Uh, they see what we're doing or a solution to name pronunciation as a way to, um, as really a, a scalable uh, and, and simple yet effective way to advance uh, advance that right to promote belonging at their at their organizations. Um, and, and I think I think you know we talk about belonging uh, in this general sense, but there's also a lot of specific practical benefits that people uh, think about that are that our buyers and users think about when they're uh, when they're when they're looking to implement a system like this, you know. So, for example, um, you know, I just talked about 
those those results we got from from the survey with one of our customers who is using Namecoach for customer experience. But you know, measures of customer experience are very important, and improving those measures of customer experience are very important for organizations. Um, measures of uh, uh, increasingly of like workplace, workplace culture, belonging, inclusion, um, those are increasingly important for organizations because they are correlated with uh, things like, you know, employee satisfaction and retention, uh, performance, like all kinds of, of important organizational measures, right? So, um, so kind of, you know, there's a lot more to say there, but across the board, it's not just a sort of general uh, sense of, hey, we, we want to do something to, um, to advance advanced belonging, um, but rather uh, in so doing, we're actually making a, a difference for our, our school or our students or our employees or our customers or whatever it is. Um, yeah, and in terms of use cases, I mean, we, we've just seen tons and tons of use cases, right? So it's, uh, you know, as I mentioned, it's, it's certainly uh, produce, helping organizations create more inclusive cultures by um, making it easy for uh, for for employees to pronounce each other's names correctly, especially at large multinational companies, um, uh, but also make it easy for uh, for sales reps and customer experience reps to say the names of, of their of their customers and prospects correctly. Right? Um, we've seen recruiters and talent acquisition folks, you know, in the uh, in, in that process when they're they really want to um, make a uh, a prospective member of their organization feel feel like they belong. Um, use us to get the names right. Uh, we're starting to work now with healthcare systems um, where both uh, uh, patients are, are wanting to know how to say their doctor's names correctly, but to my mind, even more importantly, the, the reverse. Uh, healthcare staff uh, wanna be able to uh, build that rapport with their patients more, more quickly and, and create a warmer environment with their patients. Um, so we're starting to see healthcare systems adopt this as well. Uh, the, the use cases are really, Endless, and and I, you know, I, I, one of the reasons I started the company is because I started getting that sense early on, just by, in, in virtue of lots of different people reaching out and saying, "Hey, can we use you know your system for X purpose or you know for 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 this organization that that, that represented a new sort of sector or vertical I hadn't really thought about before." So it's been very exciting like that. Gosh, we're already coming towards the end of this particular interview. Just a few more questions for you before we do wrap up. Next one, what's your big USP? Well, you, you mentioned that you're the biggest repository in the world, I think, when it comes to this kind of technology to help folks. Um, I, that, that's a pretty good USP right there. But, but what, what, are, what are some of those differences uh, that, that Name Coach can make at an organization compared to perhaps any competitors out there? Yeah, I think I think uh, you know what we just talked about could be summarized as saying that um, name coach users or, or folks who want to solve this problem, um, they want to be confident that they're saying the name correctly of, of of the folks in their organization or outside their organization, right? Their students or employees, customers, um, whatever the case may be. To get that confidence uh, requires that they use a system that's comprehensive. Um, that's accurate and uh, and that's easy to use, right? That that's actually going to be used by folks in the organization because of that ease of use. So I think all three of those things, um, we are far and away the the, the best system for that. Um, you know, basically for the reasons I mentioned, right? Integrations across different systems, 
um, the, the comprehensiveness of, of, of our database being the largest such pronunciation library in the world. Uh, the AI technology that we've deployed um, has been in development for a while um, to, to produce that, that accuracy uh, and ensure that we're being accurate. Um, so all, all those things are, are really are really critical. And I think, you know, pulling back a little bit, um, it, it's, there's not a lot of folks that are focusing on name pronunciation as a problem. I think that's important. You know, what I, what at least what I've seen for and where I take a lot of inspiration from uh, in the tech world is that when a company is very focused, right, uh, on on the problem they're solving, they're able to to, to solve it in a way that um, that's difficult to replicate because it's really uh, taking into account the problems that their users are having and 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 figuring out the best ways to solve those problems. So even in terms of our roadmap, like what we're building now and intend to build over the next couple of years. Um, it's the sort of things that that I had certainly not thought about, and I don't think anybody had thought about um, sort of a priori, but once you're in it and actually solving this problem for people, you realize, hey, this matters. Before we do wrap up, how can we learn more about you? So maybe you might want to share your LinkedIn details, your email and such. Uh, how can folks learn more about Name Coach? And maybe as part of your answer as well, you'd also like to share with us where you see the future of name coach going sure yeah i'd be happy to um i'll try to keep that answer quick because i you know, i see a, i see a pretty exciting future for us but uh, in terms of where you can learn about me yeah, i'm happy to share my linkedin profile um and uh and of course folks can learn about name coach at uh at our website namecoach.com uh there's a dash in the middle so www.name-coach.com um yeah and in terms of the future like i i really see us uh, doing two big things, right? One is to fully solve this name pronunciation problem. Um, and, and that involves uh, continuing to build features like the ones I just, the one I just mentioned, right? Personalized pronunciation for the consumer, um, but also other other interesting models that we're building around uh, automated phonetic spellings, uh, computer synthesized name, uh, name pronunciations that can help with um, sort of IVR systems. We have a lot of, uh, of companies who are interested in working with us for that. Um, uh, transcription, automated transcription of name pronunciations, um, or oh, sorry, I should say of names uh, uh, that are that are accurate. There's there's a whole set of things in the name pronunciation space that um, that we're going to continue to uh, uh, to solve. But then more broadly, what I, I really see us as uh, as being a company that's focused on building building rapport, building a sense of belonging, building bonds of fellowship between people. Name pronunciation is the start. Um, and, and so as an example, I think, I think there's a lot of opportunity to, uh, to help folks with conversational prompts more broadly, not just a prompt as to how do I say this person's name I'm about to talk to, um, but prompts around, uh, other prompts around, you know, cultural awareness, um, uh, prompts that help, uh, connect with people, um, that might be from a different culture, uh, not even necessarily, you know, different, from different cultures, but just, uh, prompts that help connect with people based on their personal backgrounds. Um, so, you know, I, I guess I'll, I'll leave it vague. So I don't, I don't say too much about exactly uh, how we're thinking about that. But I do think that um, as we start uh, embedding our name pronunciation uh, solution into more and more uh, software systems, um, as we're doing, uh, major uh, communication systems, web conferencing systems, et cetera, I think there'll be... Um, there'll be a, a real opportunity for us to help in those ways as well. Awesome. Well, that just leads me to say for today, Praveen, thank you very much.
much for being my guest on this episode of the HR Chat Show. And that's pronounced HR Chat Show. <laughs> Thank you so much, Bill. I really appreciated the opportunity to chat with you. And listeners, as always, until next time, happy working. Thanks for listening to the HR Chat Show. If you enjoyed this episode, why not subscribe and listen to some of the hundreds of episodes published by HR Gazette. And remember, for what's new in the world of work, subscribe to the show, follow us on social media, and visit hrgazette.com.